Hey guys, Gordon here. I just want to take a second and thank you for downloading our episode, listening to our episodes, sharing our episodes, tagging us on social media and helping us grow our mission. It means everything to me. And from here uh, to continue growing where we're at, please consider throwing us a small donation just to help grow the mission, support the team, support the infrastructure and continue to build the Permafit name. Thank you all so much. We love you. We'll talk to you soon. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to the Permafit Podcast. This is Gordon, and this is the podcast where we talk about all things permanent transformation. That means permanent weight loss, permanent body composition change, and then also, of course, permanent mindset change and perspective change around those areas of your life. Now, I like to be really clear here when I say the word permanent change. You know, a lot of people, it makes them, it makes them a little curious. It makes them almost a little cautious to hear what I have to say following that. But listen, this is the truth right here. So you can follow any super strict restrictive diet and get results. You can do that. You can follow a super strict and restrictive meal plan and get results. Of course, you can have someone barking at you and ordering you around military style for 90 days and get results. Of course, those things are always going to work. Absolutely. Okay. However, as soon as you stop following those things, as soon as you stop doing those things, the, the moment that you change it up is when things start to go in the opposite direction, which is why I know most people listening to this have probably experienced or watched someone else experience a scenario like this, where you jump into a heavily restrictive diet, right? Where you're restricting carbs or you're restricting this and that, and you can't eat this, but you can only eat that, right? That sort of approach. And over the course of a week or a month or something, or, or maybe two months, if you were actually able to stick through it, you saw some weight loss results that were pretty staggering or some body composition changes that were pretty staggering or some other kind of health change that was pretty staggering in a good way. Like you saw great results in a short period of time. However, down the road, when you or that person started deviating from that, then those results went away, right? This is the exact situation that happens on shows like The Biggest Loser, right? Those people are able to lose a ridiculous amount of weight and body fat very quickly. And then as soon as they get to the end and they graduate and they move on from that show and they're no longer are living in a bubble with their coach and they're, you know, and so not, they don't have someone dictating every single morsel of food that goes in their mouth and every single second of their day, then they typically, and you can look this up for yourself as well, they typically uh, bounce in the complete opposite direction as soon as that show is, is over. So within like 12 months of completing that show, most of those people have put on the majority, if not all, and then in some cases, even more weight than they, than they, than they lost her in the show than they started as. And these people are obviously morbidly obese typically, and they went from morbidly obese to relatively healthy BMI, relatively healthy weight to obese again, right? And that's, that's unfortunate, but that's what happens. And so the reason that we say permanent transformation, the reason I'm so bullish around that is because it is real. Okay. It is real. All right. But how you get there is counter to what people think, you know, permanent transformation comes from doing a couple different things. 
and doing them consistently. And one is learning how nutrition works and then deploying that. That doesn't mean following a diet. In fact, I hate dieting. I, I never recommend it. It's never part of our programs. Okay. Um, I hate restrictive dieting. I hate a diet that has a fancy name. Okay. Like, you know, like, uh, I'm not going to throw any out here, but you know what I'm talking about. Any diet that has like a popular buzzword style name, right. Is typically a bad idea. And that's not how you get there. How you get there again is how you, is understanding nutrition, understanding how nutrition works and then understand and then deploying that. Okay. And then understanding how training works and, and working out and, and exercise, how they really work. You don't need to be a PhD in kinesiology and exercise science to understand this. You really don't, I promise. Uh, but you do need to be able to take a little bit of time to understand what's really going on when you go into the gym and you lift weights and what's going on when you in your body when you go and you, you run on the treadmill, right? Or you go for a mountain hike or you do something that is physically demanding of your body. When you're doing that, it's you need to understand what exactly is going on beyond just the obvious, which is, wow, when I do this exercise, it makes me feel tired. When I do this exercise, it makes me sweat. Like that's not enough, right? That's like biofeedback that you have, yes, but that's not understanding what's really going on. So understanding how training really works, how muscular hypertrophy really works, how it plays into your total daily energy expenditure and your basal metabolic rate. When you understand those things, it puts you in a different a different level of knowing your body. And, and when you get to that place, that's when permanence starts to really take over, right? And your habits and routines and your intuitive nature of going around this, going about this is in alignment with you keeping that result for the long term. Okay. And if you don't know what any of that means, if that's way over your head or you're just kind of like, it doesn't make any sense at the moment, that's okay. It's okay. It will stick with me for a little while. And I promise it'll start to become clear. And then the last thing that you need in order to create permanent transformation is changing the way that you think about this stuff, changing your perspective, rewiring some things in your head, right? Changing the way you look at it all, changing the way you view it all. And we have many, many, many podcasts on that. I have tons of content on our Facebook group about that because it is that essential, right? No one gets through this process and keeps the result long-term and creates what we call permanent transformation. No one gets there without taking the time and being intentional and purposeful with changing their perspective and changing the way they think about this stuff. And just as soon as you think that you've mastered it, that's typically a sign that you got to keep the pedal to the floor a little bit longer so that you can really understand it. Right. And that's, that's the honest truth. So with that guys, uh, one of those three things, right? Nutrition, training, mindset. One of those three things is what this episode is all about. And I'm excited to get into it today. So what we're going to be talking about is what is a training split and why does it matter? Okay. What is a training split and why does it matter? Now, if you don't know what a training split is, cool. We're going to get into that. And we're also going to obviously get into the purpose and the benefits that come from understanding how training splits work and why we use them. Okay. So there's a million different angles to address this topic, but I'm going to hit on the ones that I feel are most applicable and the most actionable, I guess, like these, the ones that you can actually take forward and, and start to, to utilize when you're looking at your current program, if you have one, or if you're just thinking of, of starting a new program and it's, it's about asking the right questions and it's about understanding the methodology behind the, the architect 
the architecture of that program and why it's, you know, why it's built that way and so on and so forth. So again, what is a training split? Well, a training split, that term essentially just means how you are dividing up your muscle groups to be trained or worked out over the course of a week, right? How are you splitting them up? How are you dividing them? Because you can't really train your entire body every single day, right? Now, technically, I guess you could, right? But you're not going to maximize anything or really optimize anything. Uh, that's, that's the approach that some training protocols utilize, like CrossFit's a great example. You know, they typically, the cro- a CrossFit workout of the day will typically incorporate a little bit of everything, right? Push exercises, pull exercises, different leg movements, a lot of functional strength stuff. And that's cool. That's great and everything. But we're talking about permanent transformation here. We're talking about transforming your body and doing it in a way that's going to set you up for the long term. Functional strength uh, exercises and routines like that are, they're good. And I, I don't have anything against them, but they're not going to maximize that. They'll get you stronger. They'll build your mobility. They'll build your functional strength. They'll build your ability to do things like that and more athletic movements like that. But they're not really designed, and this is by design, they're not really designed to to to, to deliver a permanent transformation of weight loss or body fat loss or composition change transformation for the long term. So just keep that in mind. A split is a split. It's where you're splitting up your body parts, your, your, your muscle groups into different workouts strategically and done in a way that's going to deliver you results and maximize those results. So let's talk about that, right? <laughs> now, this is the part that most people miss, okay? Most people, even people that I have worked with for a while that, that just don't hear the message no matter how many times I say it, um, most people think that they can just like walk into a gym, right? Walk into a gym, do a bunch of exercises, like pick some random ones, do a bunch of exercises, and then leave, and then do it again the next day, right? They're just picking random exercises. There's nothing really behind it in terms of thought or intention or strategy. It's just, hey, you know, this seems like a good idea today. Oh, what's that machine? I'll use that machine for a while. And, you know, there's not really any thought there. And, I mean, if you've been following me for any amount of time, one of the things I always say is any movement is better than no movement. Of course. Of course. All right. I think like the very first episode of this podcast, I think, is the importance of movement. Important Movement is essential. Like any movement's better than no movement, right? So if you're doing that, just know that even though it's not optimal, it's not necessarily a bad thing either, right? It's better than nothing. So a training program, though, the reason that it's called an actual program is not because it's a bunch of exercises just jammed together that someone just decided to put together for no reason. No, there's thought behind it. And what what how a program is is typically created if it's done right is like this okay the end goal is where they start and the end goal is where so for example when i'm building a program for someone i start with the end goal okay take the end goal i take where their starting point is now where are they how much do they weigh what's their body fat look like roughly what is their level of experience right do they have an injury history is that is that something that we need to be aware of? And if so, how severe is it? How recent was it, right? Take those things into account. 
And then we look at the end goal. What is that? Right. And then we reverse engineer the program from that point. Right. So you take the end goal. Everything should be focused on that. Right. You have to have something you're aiming for. Otherwise, you're just exercising. Right. You're not training. And if you're not training, you're not really going to create a big shift in your your transformation in your body. It's not going to happen. Now, you might lose a little bit of weight. Yeah, sure. But without having a goal, without having something to target, then you really don't know if you're making progress or not. Does that make sense? So you got to have something. And your goal, by the way, should never be something as as simple and straightforward as I want to lose weight. <laughs> That's not good enough. Try to get specific around it, right? We talk a lot about SMART goals around here. SMART goals, right? Where they're specific, measurable, actionable, realistic, and time-bound. All right, now you, when you set them up that way, then results typically tend to follow because their strategy is built in alignment with that, right? So that is what a, a program should be built around is that, that fundamental way of thinking about it. Take the goal, reverse engineer, and try to build it from there. Now, when you're doing that, and this is where we're going to get into some trainer talk, when you're doing that, there's really three key things to think about. Okay. The first is something called periodization, right? Periodization. Now periodization is, and by the way, I invite everyone listening to this to go, go look at these things. Go look these things up, read them from multiple sources. Don't just take my word for it. Although I am, I know what I'm talking about, but go read them up. Right. Um, so periodization is this, that's when you take the end goal in mind, like I was talking about, you take your starting point, like I was talking about, and you create a flow, a training flow that is designed to take you from A to Z, right? From starting point to goal. And the way that it typically is used, the way that word periodization is typically used is in athletic goals, right? So an athlete, someone who's a competitive athlete, like an actual athlete will work with a coach or a coaching team or something, and they will create a periodized flow to take them from where they're at to the point where they can compete at a specific level, right? It's like preparation for a, for a competition or preparation for a meet. You'll have periodized training, right? And so you may, like a great example of this is training for a marathon, right? You would have a periodized, if you've never ran a marathon before, then you absolutely have to follow a periodized training protocol to get you in place, to get you in the place uh, that you're ready to run a marathon before you run a marathon. And what that looks like is continuous progression, right? Strategically and intentionally and purposefully uh, progression over a period of time. And that time could be three months. It could be six months, right? To get you ready for that marathon. And so you'd start for a little while running shorter distances, right? At slower speeds. And then there might be a, a stamina element in there where you'd have to do a little bit of high intensity work for a short period of time, right? Strategically placed and then extending out your shorter distances to slightly longer distances at slower speeds, right? Doing that for a little while and incrementing that up and down as necessary and then throwing in more high intensity work to try to work the stamina a little bit, right? Work the heart a little bit, arterial system, lungs, and then continuing to build on that, right? So you're adding more and more distance periodically, strategically, purposefully over time. You're adding more stamina building things. You're adding more 
strength building things as well as to run a marathon does require some strength, right? So there's things that are built into that strategically. It's not just, Hey, go out and run every day. And then, you know, in 90 days, you'll be able to run a marathon. No, it, there's, there's purpose to everything behind it. That's called periodization. Okay. And training for what we're talking about here, which is just body composition change and weight loss is the same thing. That is how we view that's how I view. That's how our entire team at Permafit views transformation is, you know, your transformation and getting to that place. That is your goal. That is your marathon right there. Okay. That's your marathon event. That's your competition is that point, right? Your competitive event, your meet, right? And so what we do is we look at where you're at now versus where you want to be. And then we start to break that down and build periodization from there right? Which is going to start you off potentially very slow and light with certain training elements, and then slowly add things in, change things up, spike things, include, include different variables. And what those variables look, look like is going to be different from person to person, right? And that, that, that whole thing over the course of time is designed to, to deliver that body composition change from a training perspective, right? Now within that periodization, is there's there's two different ways that those that 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 entire period is periodized flow is broken down okay it's broken down into two different types of cycles one of those cycles is called a a a mesocycle m-e-s-o a mesocycle or mesocycle and a mesocycle is typically a little bit longer okay they could be um they could be like a three-month mesocycle or a, or a one month mesocycle or a six week mesocycle, or, or it depends on the program, depends on the situation, right? But it's a longer period of time and an entire periodized flow might have three or five or six or 10 mesocycles. Okay. Depending on how long that training protocol is now within that mesocycle within each one, there are something called microcycles. Right, microcycles are smaller cycles. They might be a week, they might be two weeks, then whatever, it might be smaller. And you can kind of picture it, right? There's layers. When you look at this whole protocol, there's layers. You've got the periodization overflow or the periodization overview. You've got the mesocycles underneath that, and then you've got the microcycles underneath that. And microcycles combine to create mesocycles, and mesocycles combine to create the entire periodized training, right? Does that make any sense at all? Think about that for a second. Now, if you're following a training protocol and it's clear that those things are built in, then that's great, okay? That's great. There was probably some good intention behind everything there that you're doing and that that intention is designed to get you to a specific goal, all right? Now, I will say this about all of this. When you're building out a program for someone, it's typically going to be unique. Okay. It's typically, typically going to be unique. Now it may not 100% be like unique, you know, that, that no one else on the planet is doing the exact same thing as you. All right. But it's, it's very likely going to be in a category where not that many people are doing what you're doing. Okay. Not, and, and I'll tell you that most programs are not built with this in mind. All right. Most pro. So if you were to go buy a, a program online, you know, a cheaper program, that's like $20 or something, 
or or you know or even a free like if you go on i don't know instagram or pinterest or something and you grab a free you know workout um get jacked and juicy kind of workout you know those things are out there i know everyone listening to this has probably done that uh when you go grab those things just understand that those aren't programs those are just a bunch of exercises that someone put together threw them on a page and then are there for for you to grab or download now same thing with those cheaper programs there's there's typically no actual periodization built into those now sometimes sometimes but very rarely right and that's because it, it takes time it takes energy and it should be unique right it should be unique for that person and that person's goal now again there might be some crossover, right? It may not be totally unique. You may not be the only person doing that program or something very, very, very similar to that program, but that doesn't mean that it's not totally applicable for you, right? So I don't like the one size fits all game. I don't think that that's really the best fit for most people. However, if that one size fits all program or that general purpose program is built strategically like this with this approach in mind then there's a much higher likelihood of it actually delivering the result you're looking for than than not okay so just keep that in mind now you know what what influencers don't really talk about because right? i know a lot of people listening to this will they'll spend a little bit of time on instagram or something looking around at, at fitness influencers and they'll look at swipe workouts and stuff like that and you know those things are funny because like swipe workouts they, they they show a lot of exercises they make it look like hey just do this and you'll get this result quickly right and that and that kind of stuff and and it gets kind of i guess it gets people motivated right swiping through a workout and seeing like eight or nine different exercises and seeing someone who's incredibly fit and and and, and attractive doing those swipe workouts or doing those exercises, it makes you feel inspired. It makes you feel motivated to go do those, to copy that and do the exact same thing, right? But what most influencers don't usually talk about is they've typically got five plus years of training experience. And that's important because when they talk, when they go, when they go and record one of these swipe workouts or something, which have you noticed is pretty much different every single day, every single day, Every single week, they're different. And not just slightly, but dramatically. <laughs> That's the thing. Every single week, if you were to follow a lot of these fitness influencers' workouts as they post them, you would be doing a completely different workout like every day, every week, every month, forever. And that is the complete opposite of periodization. That is the complete opposite of having meso and micro cycles in, in an actual program. That's just That's just doing a bunch of exercising. And... Here's the thing, when you get to a certain point, then you can start to do that a little bit, okay? When you get to a certain point, you can start to do that. But beginners are often the people that look at these folks and look at these influencers and try to emulate what they're doing, All right, These are people who are just getting started in their journey, people who are not quite there yet, people who are like just getting the ball rolling and they're looking at this and thinking that this is what they need to do. And that's actually the complete opposite. Okay, that's actually the complete opposite. And, and what fit, fitness influencers and people on Instagram and all that, what they neglect to acknowledge or inform people of, and they, it's probably not out of malice, they probably just don't realize it, is that, that 
they have experience. They've got five plus years of training experience typically, right? And that matters significantly. And here's why, right? Because if you have five plus years of training experience and you were following programs and you were doing this and doing that and doing things the right way and learning how all this works and deploying it and implementing it and seeing your own transformation and then capitalizing on that and continuing to build it, when you go through that whole process for a few years, then you start to, A, create the result that we're talking about, which is permanence here, right? You've created that body composition change. You've done it in an amazingly effective and efficient way. You have started to achieve vitality, right? And things are starting to basically cement themselves in place, which is, which is awesome in a way that it's not going to require much maintenance to, to keep it and maintain it. And people who are doing this, they have already gone through that process and they, they kind of take that for granted. And so when you get to that place, when you get through that, which was going to take, you know, it's going to take a few years when you get to that place, then you can start to be a little bit more intuitive with your training, which means you can go in and you will naturally be following something like period periodized. Like you'll naturally just kind of be doing it because you know it it's, it's almost habitual at that point. And you'll be going into the gym or you'll be going into your home gym and you'll be, you'll be training in a way that is, it is going to be conducive to your continued success. It is going to be in alignment with that because that's kind of like all, you know, and you, you, you wouldn't in order for you to not do that would be some sort of like a form of self-sabotage in a way. You just kind of know what to do. It's intuitive, right? It's intuitive. That's, that's really the definition of that word. And it's just like nutrition. The more that you track nutrition, the more that you understand nutrition, the more that you look at the numbers and the data, the more that it be, it is able to become intuitive and natural and native to you and something you can do without really thinking about it. Training is the same way, right? It absolutely is. And those influencers, they, they typically, I'm not going to call any by name, certainly, but it is most of them, to be honest with you. Um, those, those people tend to not really be clear about who those swipe workouts are for, okay? And who they can actually help, right? Because they're not going to be that effective for someone who's just starting out, all right? Not really. And it, again, it's a little bit of time doing the right thing and learning and educate knowledge around this stuff is how you can get to that place where you can just go grab a, you know, you won't even be grabbing anyone else's swipe workouts. You'll be doing your own, right? But you know, you'll be able to walk into a gym and just do stuff and you'll know that what you're doing is the right thing. It is effective and it is going to deliver more of the result that you're looking for. Okay. So I hope that makes sense. Uh, the big takeaway there is don't just go follow blind, uh, blindly follow workout programs that someone on Instagram is posting because they have really nice abs. Okay. And you want abs like them like that. There's, there's a lot more to it. And having a strategic uh, program is a big piece of that. And then understanding how nutrition and how training really works is obviously going to glue that stuff together along with mindset changes, right? So here's what I do want to want to talk about. Though I do want to give you something a little bit more practical to start thinking about when you go into your next training block, whatever that looks like, okay? And that is like training splits that actually make sense. Now, when you put these in place, like the devil's going to be in the details of which, which exercises you do and, and when, and how many reps and sets. And is there any timing elements here? 
to achieve different time under tension requirements? How much volume are we looking at? Are there any static holds, <laughs> you know, stuff like that? Are we doing supersets? Are we not doing supersets? There's a lot here that is in like the weeds that we know that we won't really get into, but these are tried and true training splits at a high level that you can absolutely at least start thinking about if not practicing and splitting it up this way is going to be something that's going to, it's going to give your body a lot of room for growth and the ability to explode with results as long as you follow through. Okay. So the first one is quite honestly, one of my favorites and it's, it's the favorite of a lot of people in the fitness community, but again, the devil's in the details and this split is called the push pull legs split. Okay. The PPL push pull legs. And it, this is a the thing is this is a six day rotation typically, right? So this isn't going to be totally applicable for everyone. Okay. Uh, but when I say it's a six day rotation, that doesn't mean it has to be six straight days. It just means that it has six, basically six workouts right? Before there's uh, before it starts over, right? So if you think of a, of a workout program as being like a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and then two days off kind of thing, then it would typically start over the next week, as long as you're still in that micro cycle, right? Well, this is something that is a six day long run before it kind of starts over, right? So uh, push pull legs, what does that look like? The first day, is going to be a very push heavy day, right? A lot of push movements, meaning a lot of chest press type movements, bench press type stuff, right? Push-ups, um, bench press, right? A lot of flies, like cable fly, all those kinds of things, right? Dips, like they're all press movements, even shoulder movements, right? Military press, overhead press, OHP, stuff like that, right? Those things are all going to be in there and that's it, Okay. Now the second day is the pull day, right? So we got the push day, then we got the pull day and pull day is going to include nothing but pull exercises. Okay. So like different variations of rows, vertical rows, horizontal rows, cable rows, dumbbell rows, barbell rows, bent over rows, right? And things like that. Uh, this is where I would probably put different forms of deadlifts. Okay. Not all of them necessarily, but uh, this is all pulls, even curls, right? Pearl, curls are technically a pull exercise. So you got push day, you got pull day, and then you got leg day. And leg day is what it sounds like, right? It's a lot of leg movements, right? So this is where you would throw in your squats. This is where you throw in your leg press. This is where you throw in leg curls, hamstring curls, glute bridges, right? Things like that. Um, now, that's like the the first half, <clears throat> the first half of this program rotation. And then the second half of the split is same thing, push, pull legs again, but hitting different majors and minors than you hit in that first three days. Okay. So if day one, two, and three, well, let's just back up if on day one, which is a push day. If you did five different exercises, three of them were chest, two of them were shoulder. Then on your next push day, you know, you might do five exercises again, but three or four of them might be shoulder and one or two of them might be chest. Does that make sense? So you're, you're, you're kind of picking up areas that you didn't pick up the first time. Cause you can't do every pull exercise every single day and you can't do every push exercise every single day. Right? So it's about splitting it up and how you split that up. This is where the devil in the details comes into play. 
because how you split that up is dependent on which prime mover you want to focus on and why, right? And which synergist muscle you want to focus on and why. And that's where, you know, people typically don't think about, you know, which, which muscle group do I want to work on? Not just the prime mover, which is the prime muscle, but also which synergist do I want to work on here? Right. And, and those things matter. So anyways, this is push pull legs. It's a six day rotation. It goes day one, push day two, pull day three legs, and then day four, push day five, pull day six legs, right? And all of that together is one quick little micro cycle. And then you start over, right? So it's six days. Now that six days again, could be a Monday, Wednesday, Friday of one week. And then Monday, Wednesday, Friday of another week before it starts over, or it could be a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, day off, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, day off, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday day, right? So it's staggered and it's not this really clean, elegant thing. Uh, what it should not be is Monday through Saturday, Sunday off, Monday through Saturday, Sunday off. That's a bad idea. Uh, recovery is important. So anyways, push pull legs. That's one of my favorites. A second one is uh, a four day rotation. That's interesting. And most people listening to this probably have never heard this before. So what this looks like is this day one is push pull. Okay. Day two is legs and pulls day three push pull again, day four legs and push. Okay. So every other day, every other workout is a push pull workout, meaning you're doing push exercises and pull exercises together. Okay. you're doing rows and bench press. You're doing right, wide, you're doing like uh, pull-ups and chest flies, right? Pushes and pulls. And then the day after uh, the first leg day is legs and pull exercises. Okay. So if you think about it, yeah, you're going to do legs and then you're going to do pull exercises, even though you did some pull exercises the day before or the workout before that's okay. You're going to hit them again. Right. And then that third day is another push pull, just like it was that first day, just like day one, day one and day three are very similar. Right. And then day four is legs and pull uh, pushes. Okay. So you're doing legs again, but instead of supplementing legs with pull exercises, you're going to supplement them with push exercises, right? So again, I'll just go through this one more time. So day one is push pull day two legs and pulls day three, push pull again, day four legs and push exercises. All right. Now this is all about volume. It's a four day split. Um, how I would recommend you split this up would be like a Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, something like that, where you have a day in between, you know, you do two days, one day off, two days, two days off, that kind of thing. And, uh, that's a very good rate of recovery and rate of volume distribution. So that's, that's one of my favorites. That's one you won't read about very often or see around, you know, the, the internet or the fitness space very often. Uh, the third one I want to go over is, so you, I mean, some people listening to this may have heard this term bro split, right? And if you haven't, that's okay. But bro split is kind of a slang term. And what it really means is, it, it, you know, back in the day when people were just actually not even back in the, even now when people are just getting started, uh, this was typically true for men, not women. Um, they'll, they'll, they'll just kind of like 
go into the gym and like I was describing earlier, just kind of do things that seem like a good idea. And typically where they arrive is the split that looks like this, <laughs> right? Monday, chest, Tuesday, back, Thur uh, Wednesday, shoulders, um, Thursday, uh, legs, you know, Friday, abs and arms or something. Like it's just a really simple one exercise, one muscle group per day kind of thing. And, and the, it's not that there's anything wrong with that, but it's far from optimal and it usually doesn't deliver results. And that's why it's, um, it's kind of shunned in the fitness industry as being something that's worth doing. And so what I've kind of done is I've looked at that and, and I've tried a few different things. And what I came up with was what I call, I kind of call the bro split 2.0. And it looks like this, All right? It is a five day rotation and just picking certain elements of it isn't really a good idea. You know, you would have to follow the whole thing through. And what it looks like is this. Okay, day one is uh, two different push groups. So chest and triceps. Okay, day two is two different pull groups, back and biceps. Right, day three is, this is where it gets a little different, uh, like even more so. Shoulders and quads, right? And quadriceps, which is the front muscle group in your thigh and your legs as well as shoulders, right? So we're working shoulders and thighs, right? Two very unrelated muscle groups. Day four, traps, which is part of your upper back and shoulders, arms, both biceps and triceps, and hamstrings, which is the back of your thigh, okay? And then the fifth day is abs, calves, and delts, all right? Now those are obviously synergist muscles. They're smaller muscle groups, they're minors. They're not ones that we typically think of devoting an entire day to, but they actually are worth developing. They are worth giving some attention to, and they kind of round out the details and improve everything across the board. So that's what I call the bro split 2.0. Again, what that looks like is this. It's a five-day rotation. Day one, chest and triceps. Day two, back and biceps. Day three, shoulders and quads, quadriceps. Day four, traps, arms, and hamstrings. And day five, abs, calves, and delts, okay? And then the fourth split I wanna go over that'll hopefully help you guys kinda of see a little bit more of the variety out there is a much simplified version of all of this. All right, now this is something that I use all the time with my clients. If you're a client listening to this, then you've probably, this might resonate with you a little bit. Um, this is a very, very effective split that is, uh, is really good at distributing the the muscle uh, the muscle development across the board, meaning you're hitting everything in your body in a, in, a, in an even way. Nothing's being being overstressed, and it's it's really an optimized um, an optimized protocol like template, I guess, if you will. Okay, so the first day it's a four day split. Day one is push exercises. Okay, day two is leg exercises. So all of them. Day three is pull exercises, and day four is legs again. Okay, so push, then legs, then pulls, then legs. All right now, again, what you would want to do in this situation, especially with the leg days, is you'd want to divide the exercise selection into focusing on one element of the leg movements on the first leg day and a different element of your leg movements on the second day. All right, so maybe that first day you only focus on quadriceps and calves, 
And then the second day you focus on hamstrings and glutes, right? Something like that. And then obviously exercise selection matters. Why'd you pick that? You know, how much volume are you doing? And so on and so forth. And, you know, look, those are just four examples of different splits that we use, that I use, that I've found to be extremely effective. But how you build that out is going to be unique for for each person. And if you are gonna build something that's more general purpose, one size fits all, it should still include some sort of intention and thought and purpose behind the decision-making into like what exercises, how long am I holding them for? Is there any time under tension requirements? right? What's the tempo? <laughs> Things like that. Should I focus on the eccentric movement tempo? Should I do any static holds? Should I utilize progressive overload? Like those things all play into it. And that's, that's obviously where the, the, the details really, you know, make a big difference. And so, so guys, that's, that's pretty much it. Like I wanted to talk about splits. And then before I started getting this podcast content, like ready to talk about, I realized that this is something that can either be like 10 hours or I can kind of truncate it into something that's actually going to be helpful and actionable for you. And that's what I found that this, this is going to deliver. So, uh, you know, this is like, if nothing else, this should be an invitation for you to look at the training protocol that you're already going through. If you're training right now, if you're working out right now, look at, even if you're going to like a boot camp, you know, start thinking about why they pick the exercises they pick right? Why is that exercise on my rotation? Why am I doing this? Why do they have me doing this? Uh, or if you're working with a personal trainer, ask, start asking them questions like, Hey, why did you pick this exercise today? Why are we doing this split? Like, what do you have in mind here? And, you know, at the end of the day, it's good for you to understand why you're doing certain things, right? <laughs> Especially when you're talking about your body and your health and your fitness. Like you should understand why this stuff is happening and why you're doing it this way. And if you don't know, then get to the root cause of it, right? Get to the root, understand it. And that's all that is going to do is help you maximize your results, right? If you follow blindly, then, you know, you might get there. If that, that, you know, if that person's trustworthy or that program was actually built well, you might get there or you might not. Uh, but, it's, it's always good to know, right? It's always good to know and ask questions and at least be able to think about it at a level that is going to give you some clarity. So that's going to do it for us today, guys. I hope this made sense. And look, we'd love to see you in our free Facebook group. So we actually give a free live stream every single week where we break down your biggest questions. We break down what's going on with you and in your world regarding fitness, regarding weight loss, regarding muscle development, regarding transformation. We break all that stuff down. We dive into it. We do Q&A, all kinds of good stuff. Again, that's in our free Facebook group, which is just called Permafit, Permanent Transformation for Busy Professional Women. And I'm going to put the link to that in the show notes here if you want to join in. I highly, highly recommend that you do. And that's it, guys. We'd love to see you in there. Also, if you got value out of this podcast or any of our podcasts, if you got value out of this, if this made you think a little differently, if this gave you some insight, maybe you know, made you ponder this stuff a little bit different, then please leave me a rating and review in iTunes. I would appreciate that so, so much. Thank you. I really do appreciate that. It helps me spread the word, helps me get into the ears of others, and then obviously continue to grow the mission, which is permafit. So, Thank you guys so much. I'm going to punch out here. Have a blessed rest of your week, and we will see you guys next week. Take care.